two guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. A day of gloriousness where we bring in our friend Darren Doogie Wilson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department for some inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams and some reckless speculation. Doogie. Yes, Phil. Good to see you. Hi, Judd. Hi, Declan. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. I would even be speculating more. If it wasn't for this AT&T outage, do you guys have AT&T? Like there's this AT&T yeah. outage. Like my text messages aren't going through. Some oh are going through, but some oh, are not. No. So I'm in like, it's not good. I'm in AT&T purgatory right now. Oh, no. I, I, I appear to have two bars right now instead of four. So I don't know. Oh, what's happening? Tell you, Verizon's working fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah my, my, my friends at Xfinity, Declan here for Xfinity, uh, they're doing great. Yeah. I have no All problem. Right. Oh, oh, you're doing Xfinity, 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 Xfinity phone yeah. service? I love, yeah. I've, I, I've had them for like five of the I need last it. six years. They're great. I got roped I, into AT&T. I, I genuinely I still have love it. Well, yeah, so I do just we. Still, Judd still does the, uh, I can't send text messages right now. 1-800-COLLECT or whatever. 1-800-COLLECT. Oh, you know what, actually? What were those? Calling card? I did have a text. It says delivered. All right, there you go. Okay. Rick there Spielman. Go. So we're going to transition oh. to some Rick Spielman talk. I was trying to clarify oh, with Rick on some stuff. Yeah. It's so the text went okay. through. So we'll see if Rick texts me back anytime real soon. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's start there because I, I, I have something for you guys. It's a hypothetical from, from, it's from Sports Illustrated, and I did confirm it's a real person, not an AI author. So we will get to that. Kirk Cousin. Good work. What did Spielman, so Spielman was on Sirius XM this morning. You said, Dukes. Yeah, what he does regular Spielman hits. Saying? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's Mr. Media now, national media, he not is. necessarily Twin Cities related media. But yeah, I mean, he does a number of hits. So yes, he was on Sirius Satellite, the NFL channel this morning. He was asked about, hey, how do you see the Kirk Cousins situation playing out? I'm paraphrasing, but Rick believes Kirk will hit the market, that a deal will not be reached in the next week or two for him to stay here in Minnesota, that he believes Kirk is looking for multiple guaranteed years, and Rick doesn't necessarily think the Vikings will do that. So this circles back to, Judd, something you reached out to me on this time last week. You had some information. You said, hey, just check on this. We don't even need to necessarily reckless speculate going back to last Thursday, February 15th. But, hey, you should check on this, that Kirk is seeking three years fully guaranteed that the Vikings won't do that. How far are the Vikings willing to go? So we sort of talked about it last Thursday. I mean, I continue to believe the Vikings are not guaranteeing anything in 2026. So if that's the sticking point, Kirk Cousins is landing elsewhere. But then you start to think, where could Kirk perhaps end up the Justin Fields trade steam is starting to pick up this Fields land the bears on Instagram yeah well not only that, that but yeah, right. just some other stuff behind the scenes yeah. you know just texting some NFL people like I wouldn't be shocked if there's a Fields trade in the very near future maybe not today or tomorrow but like this time next week is it possible that Fields is on a new team who is that new team is it Atlanta Right, then right. you for, take Atlanta yeah. off the board the for area. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but but bottom line on Cousins, I'm with Spielman. Like, okay, it's possible Kirk is seeking a three-year guaranteed deal. Like that, to me, like falls very much into the realm of realistic possibilities. That would not shock me whatsoever. But also that the Vikings are not willing to guarantee anything come 2026. 
And I think it's realistic mm-hmm. to say he probably can get two from somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he can get three at, at, at his age and coming off an Achilles. I bet he can get two. Oh, though. I bet. Judd, and I'm if the positive. Vikings won't go two. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the question. Would the Vikings go two fully guaranteed? Or do the Vikings want some outs in 2025 if they want to cut the cord after 2024? But yeah, like no way the Vikings are guaranteeing three years. I wouldn't be shocked, Judd, if one team, all it takes is one, right? Yeah. That if one team did it, but it's not going to be the Vikings. I will throw a a fly in the ointment of guaranteeing a Kirk Cousins contract to uh, off of the Mike Florio Pro Football Talk report about Justin Jefferson's contract. If the Vikings right now are drawing a line in the sand and saying, yes, you know, in 2018, we guaranteed three years. But, Justin, we will not guarantee you past a year. I don't think you can now come back and tell uh, Justin's camp, but we just guaranteed Kirk too. So, yeah. like, if like if you're going to say, this is our, this is what we do now, can you really come back to your, you know, without a doubt, your best player and say, well, because he's a quarterback, we're going to give him two years guaranteed. But, Justin, I'm sorry, we can't do that for you. To me, that that relationship then is probably dead. Is it that simple, though? I mean, I know we're getting into semantics here, but like the Vikings are willing to guarantee Justin Jefferson beyond one year. And we got into fully this a little bit though. on Tuesday. That's what Florio said. It's fully guaranteed. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a difference. I think they guarantee. There's no question they will make guarantees. I think Justin, and probably rightfully so, wants full guarantees. My point is, if you tell Kirk, we'll guarantee you two years. Hey, Justin, sorry, can't do that. I think you drive a knife right into that relationship with your most or with your best player. Well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, heck, would we be surprised at all if the Vikings aren't willing to guarantee much? Heck, if they're willing to guarantee anything, 2025. But the Vikings want Kirk Cousins here in 2024. They're willing to guarantee 2024. The question is, because I'm telling you, we laid it out. There's no way 2026. So it comes down to 2025. How much are the Vikings willing to guarantee in 2025? But would it surprise any of us if we end up hearing that the answer is just about nothing, that the Vikings aren't willing to make any sort of commitment to Cousins in 2025? Yeah, I mean, Dukes, that's where I, you know, you've, you brought up like the third year, 2026, and I'm still stuck on the second year. Yeah, no, I get I don't it. Want, I don't yes. want to guarantee the second mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And if they, let's say they, let's say the, the, the Kirk Cousins camp, that their starting stance just for negotiating power is, we're looking for three. We're looking for three. Look well, at then him. he's gone. I mean, 100% he's gone. Right, I agree. But let's say that, okay, we're looking for three Vikings. Say, God, we really only want to do one, but I guess we'll do two because the Wilfs want him back. He, you know, we love him. He's, he's Kirk O'Chains. If they guarantee Kirk Cousins two years, and it'll be at least $60 million, probably closer to like 70 or $80 million to prevent him from going to a different team, right? How would that then impact what they do in the draft with a quarterback? Like if he's under, he's got the 28 and a half, accounting hit that's already being spread and then you're going to pile another 70 million let's say in guarantees for two years are you drafting a quarterback in the first round if you do that I think it almost commits you to riding forward without drafting a quarterback this year doesn't it I don't know if I'm willing to go that far so okay so let's advance this conversation with this you want to call it reckless speculation I get it safe space here on Thursdays but I was told yeah Put it this way. Bring me the news. Don't aggregate this, okay? Too late. They, they Joe, will. Joe, 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 Adam, Joe, Joe and Adam are going <laughs> to be on this. 
Mobilize. There might be a mule on the one of us four that provides them these information I too, understand. but I can't. I can't confirm. Bring that me the news. Mobilize. Yeah, I love those guys. They do to phenomenal the work. Big fans of of Joe and Adam and all those guys, Jonathan and everybody over there, and Tommy. But here's what I was told: down in Mobile, there was a seed planted with New England by the Vikings. Now, I'm not suggesting talks have advanced. It was one of those, hey, we'll circle back to you, presumably next week at the Combine in Indianapolis, but that some sort of seed was planted in terms of, hey, is there even any interest on your front to move off that number three pick? So hold on a second. You oh just God. told people not oh. to aggregate yeah, that's an unbelievably Vikings fans page will have that up for bring me the news. That, that one. Yeah, yeah, dude, you can't do I mean, first of all, this is fantastic, and and here's the thing. It's totally plausible. Dukes is also on a, Dukes is on a heater, man. Like, he's had oh, the yeah, Hawkinson, the Conley, yep. the Carlos Santana. He hasn't blown like, a save in a month and a half. Dukes is on a heater right now. And I'm not suggesting, like, it's going to get done. Right? right. I mean, it's entirely possible we, we that Elliot yeah. Wolf, who now runs the New England front office, heck, he was in the mix for, for the Vikings GM job. It's a different landscape now with the New England Patriots. Yep. But, heck, is it possible? Like, hey. Is it possible the Patriots trade for Justin Fields in the next week or two, then draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at pick three, that they don't move off pick three? So, like, I'm not sitting here and even suggesting the Patriots are going to move off pick three. And if they do, guess what? It could be any number of teams, right? It could be Atlanta at pick eight. It could be the Chargers at pick five for all I know, right? doesn't mean it's going to be the Vikings at pick 11, but I'm just saying. I was led to believe that at least some sort of seed was planted in Mobile. Just so one of those, hey, let's circle back to this. Hey, what are you guys thinking? Like, are you married to that number three pick? And for fans, too, you know, because I, I feel like every year there's a growing number of fans, Purple Daily, and then on our other Score North podcast, this one, that get more excited about the offseason. We hear from a lot of people. We had We had a guest on Write That Down yesterday who said, I actually discovered you guys in the pre-free agency time. This is, we love doing these shows and this is great, but for fans that are maybe getting engaged for the first time in the intricacies of the NFL offseason, the combine next week in Indianapolis is where the entire football world gathers at steakhouses, at lobby bars, drinking old fashions until three o'clock in the morning. Yelling it's at each all, other. It's Bend all unofficial. Up. No one's really, you know, we're not tampering <laughs> here. We're just a couple of football guys talking hypotheticals, right? Reporters like lurking, trying yeah. to, over here, Dude, I remember one time at the baseball winter meetings, which is kind of the same thing that usually takes place in December. I used to cover for the old 1500ESPN.com. And uh, I, can't, I can't remember what year it was, but Ken Rosenthal, one of the Mount Rushmore Major League Baseball insiders, I literally saw him hiding behind a plant in the elevator corridor with oh, yeah. his little like notebook. He was waiting for someone, a GM, an agent, or an owner to get off the elevator, and he was going to go and you know pounce on it. He's I love super it. small too, so <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it works perfectly. Like the plant would, the plant would would provide cover for Ken with Just ease. I think looking. I mean, there's no way. doubt stuff is going to pick up next week. A reminder on yeah. Tuesday. So we're just a few days away from Quasi Adolfo Mensa, Vikings GM, Kevin O'Connell, Vikings head coach, taking the podium. So right now in Egan. They're crafting whatever message they want to spew come next Tuesday because you know they are going to be hit hard on a number of Kirk Cousins-related questions. Daniil Hunter as well. So trust me, they are formulating a plan right now on how to address those questions. And they will know, the Vikings will know, and Kirk 
mean, more importantly, Kirk and Kirk's agent will know what the market is. It's going to start shaping up next week behind the scenes of mm-hmm. how many teams are actually going to be in the bidding, right? And well, here, and I'm telling you, team- I think the Justin Fields situation needs to play itself out too. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I really do, right? I mean, if he ends up in Pittsburgh or Atlanta, you know, like cross that team off the list for for Kirk Cousins. So yeah. that's why I'm wondering if that happens sooner rather than later that the Bears come to the conclusion, okay. Like we're going with a quarterback at one, probably Caleb Williams, but maybe it's somebody else that we are going to move off Justin Fields. So let's do that sooner rather than later. It's not like that's a hard trade to figure out. We're talking about a two, maybe a two and a four or a three and a player, you know, whatever it might be, right? Like we're not talking six or seven draft picks or even three, two future first, anything crazy like that. Like if the Bears come to that conclusion and hey, I'll be surprised if they don't trade Justin Fields. Like, to me, it makes sense to do it sooner rather than later. And we only have, like, 12 minutes left with, with Dukes here. So I want to I shout out AG1 here for a second and then throw some really interesting – this is from Sports Illustrated, so I want to throw this at you guys. But AG1, here's my little travel pack right here. Uh, I discovered AG1 products seven years ago, trusted by the top athletes all over the world, <laughs> guys like me. A simple and comprehensive foundational nutritional supplement for whole body health. Uh, You know, even if maybe you're not the greatest at just eating the healthiest throughout the day, that's where this nutritional insurance comes in with AG1. I, I, in the last, about four months ago, I started doing just the travel packs. They've got the, you know, the the pouches that you can scoop into your water. I like the travel packs. Kind of up to you. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long here. Uh, if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash mnsports. That's drinkag1.com slash mnsports and check it out. So this is from... Reckless Speculation. Sports Illustrated. And I did confirm, so Gilberto Manzano is the author here. He's not an AI bot writing articles for sports. He has 11,000 followers on Twitter. He works for the Monday Morning Quarterback Silo and Sports. So this is, this is a real NFL writer here that has a thought, okay? He says, Kyle Shanahan spent most of Super Bowl week saying Brock Purdy is his quarterback. But he did confirm reports from six months ago that the 49ers did make an attempt to lure Tom Brady out of retirement. Now, Brady declined, and Purdy delivered an MVP-worthy season to guide the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but San Francisco still lost to the Chiefs, partly because the Chiefs had the quarterback advantage over the Niners. The 49ers will probably make a run at Kirk Cousins, who would be an upgrade over Purdy if he makes a full recovery from his injury. There is the obstacle of creating enough cap space for Cousins, with the Niners currently being $12 million over the cap. They'd have to figure that out. I don't think he's reporting this. I think he's speculating this, but he's also, he, he works with Albert Breer, Monday morning quarterback, and I wonder if there's a little more steam behind this. I mean, this is a very definitive statement to make in a speculative article that the 49ers will probably make a run at Kirk Cousins. If that happens, I mean, if the Niners are open to it and they will pay Kirk what the market would pay Kirk, I think it's done. I think it's up to the Niners. I think Kirk would go to San Francisco and play for Shanahan and, play with those weapons all day long. What do you make of the continued lingering steam surrounding the 49ers and Kirk? Well, I'm with you, right? I mean, if the Niners come calling, 
Done deal. Now, hey, the elephant in the room is their cap situation. How exactly are they creating the necessary cap space? And And keeping everyone together, yeah. I don't think Kirk would be even looking to break the bank to go play for Kyle Shanahan. We also know from on-the-record comments going back multiple years what Kyle thinks of Kirk. Kyle thinks the world of Kirk. I just, I can't get off their cap situation. And hey, are we sure that Kirk is some sort of upgrade on Purdy? Declan, didn't you guys do quarterback rankings a couple weeks ago? Uh, I I might be outside of the Purdy family and maybe like some diehard Niners fans. I might be the biggest and highest on Brock Purdy. But right, yeah, you had I, him like top five, right? Or yes, top seven? I, I think Brock Purdy is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins All right, right now. So, I mean, that's just but, one person's opinion, but... Mm-hmm. I imagine there's other people who consume this product that would say Brock is better than Kirk. It it matters what Shanahan thinks, though, and that's the like that's the big question because he's always loved Kirk, and if he perceives Kirk as being the guy, but you're well, he loves him. We know he thinks he's the guy. Right. So so this can't be. But that's a lot of this, roster this maneuvering. Seems like a long shot, and it seems like yes because of the cap, but I don't think it can be completely dismissed. No, it can't if, be because we know Kyle thinks the, the world of the man. Probably can be. Yeah. yeah, we can't dismiss so, it. No way. So I'm just saying I don't think it can be dismissed. And this would give Kirk, like this would be the situation where if Kirk is ever going to even get to a Super Bowl, this would be it. Mm-hmm. You, you can't could, do it here. You, you can't could, do it. You could easily finagle, like if we're talking 30 or 40 million a year, you could easily finagle it with a huge signing bonus. To, lo- to have a low cap hit for 2024 to help the 49ers. And then they'd have to deal with the, like, it would be kind of a one year. You'd be going full make Rams. Make it work. Uh, kind of a full Rams Don't situation. Go full Rams. Yeah. Well, and, and then you'd have to deal with the Kirk ramifications would play next year. Ball with that. Like, well, I can absolutely see it. That would be it for Kirk, right? Like the perfect situation. So to me, it does come down to where do the Niners stand? Then what happens with Purdy? Is Purdy just the number two then in San Francisco? I mean, how dude, weird they, would they, that they be? Made, they made Jimmy G the number two after going oh. to the Super Bowl. Then they made Trey Lance the number two or three after giving up all that capital to move up. It's a, like it's not logical for, from what most teams would do. It's not logical. But Shanahan, Lynch, 49ers, if yep. they don't think... If they don't, if they think they've already exhausted, like this is the furthest we can go with this quarterback, they have proven they will move off very good or or highly drafted quarterbacks in the blink of an eye. It's super interesting. I mean, I still don't think Brock was the reason they lost the Super Bowl. I really don't. Dukes. Yeah. If Kirk gets a two year contract, I think they trade Purdy. Then, okay, if you're the Vikings, do you make that? Because you're getting I mean, a, the Vikings wanted him post draft, right? He wasn't Mr. Irrelevant. I I think you get a future one. That salary. Okay, okay, okay. It's reckless speculation Thursday. Niners that salary that success. Niners make the determination. Hey, we're gonna we're finally gonna do this. Shanahan and Kirk. They've been talking about each other for seven years. Niners make the decision. Well, Brock Purdy. In a perfect world, you just leave him as your backup. But if they figure, God, I mean, it's just going to be a toxic situation. We'd re- we could probably get a first round pick for him now. So, would you trade the number eleven overall pick and something else? I think the I think the value on him because of his contract would be the number eleven overall. So Kirk signs with San Francisco, the number eleven overall pick and something else for Brock Purdy. Excellent. You would yes. right? You would. That, he I makes would eight hundred thousand dollars. I know. 
I would not because would not. how much are you paying him really, really soon? So we're a year out from him hitting the jackpot. I'd roll the dice on a rookie quarterback for five years on that rookie scale contract. Let's see here. Brock Purdy has two years left at a $1 million cap hit. So you're looking at in a year extending him. He's not extension eligible now. Right, but he's not expensive Correct. until at least 2026. Six, yeah. So you're saying 11 and then, and plus then you more? Could smooth, you could smooth out. The, you could do signing bonus, smooth dude, it out. Come dude. aboard, man. Come aboard. Dude. The, the <laughs> like reckless him. speculation, yeah. the SS reckless speculation <laughs> has set sail. Get off the dock. Come aboard. Put the dock shoes on. Grab a towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, Thursdays. Wild, my favorite. My absolute favorite. But hey, I know Dex would. Do it is it. not reckless to think yep. that the Niners have a healthy opinion of Kirk. The question is, are they comfortable moving forward with Brock? What sort of cap gymnastics would need to take place? How many guys would they need to release? You know, roster makeup one through fifty-three. Do they have a stronger roster? Would it make more sense to keep Brock on that low, low number than having all the talent around him? Or do you bring in Kirk, cut the cord on some other guys? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I guess I'll be surprised if we get to that point. But, hey, I think it's worth talking about because we know the Niners love the man. They also have to pay Ayuk. They pay Debo. I mean, could mm-hmm. you trade one of those receivers and then use your draft position to, to maybe move up a little bit? Or if one there's three top 10 wide receivers, like top 10 draft slot wide receivers, the Niners could let one of their current receivers go in some form, get more capital. back. I mean, there's... The conversations that will happen three cocktails in in Indianapolis next week. <laughs> this this discussion pales in comparison to some oh, of the things time. that might get thrown out next week. Yes. Uh, hey, you got like two minutes left here, so go ahead and empty your scoop bag for us, dude. Yeah. Appreciate it, boys. I'm hopping on the Brock Faber bandwagon. So nice. the Wild are only on the ice for a limited amount of time. The consolation girls class A games, state hockey are over at Tria Rink. So the Wild are only on the ice for a little time. i got to catch up with Brock Faber for a one-on-one conversation. Shameless plug that will air Sunday night on Channel 5, a package I'm working on. Rossi, Faber, the one-two rookie punch. All right, emptying out the notebook. All right, Twins, we get it. They're not signing Blake Snell. They're not signing Jordan Montgomery. But what about Michael Lorenzen? They kicked the tires on Lorenzen a few weeks ago, heck, a few months ago. I checked again on Wednesday late morning. So about 24-ish hours ago. So maybe this is a little old, but nothing. Crickets. I mean, I think Mm. if the Twins do anything, like it's trading for a pitcher in season. Like whether that's Shane Bieber of Cleveland, Dylan Cease of the White Sox. Maybe it's somebody else. Mitch Keller, no, signed a a contract extension with the Pirates. I like seeing that this morning. But like I think that maybe is the more likely path in season, acquiring a starter. Versus doing something right now. But hey, it can always change. I'll continue to track it. But right now, crickets on the Twins' interest in Michael Lorenzen. Speaking of the Twins, Pablo Lopez told my colleague Joe Schmidt, who's down in Fort Myers covering the Twins right now, he's working on a fifth pitch. I don't have particulars on that fifth pitch, but Pablo Lopez wow, working a on a fifth <laughs> pitch. Jalen Clark, the Timberwolves second-round pick out of UCLA, coming back from the Achilles injury. We thought he might play for the Iowa Wolves here sometime in March. It now sounds like he will make his Wolves organizational debut Vegas Summer League, that he's not going to rush back this season, that we're looking at the summer for Jalen Clark to play in a game. But he has been able to ramp up basketball activity. Tonight at the Barn, 
Gophers, Ohio State, these NBA teams will have scouting representation. The Atlanta Hawks, the Charlotte Hornets, and the Sacramento Kings. Justin Jackson, 10-day deal with the Wolves, the former North Carolina Tar Heel. The Wolves had to do something by today. Like, you have to have 14 standard contracts. And so today was the deadline. So they had to add somebody today, but they continued to wait out the Marcus Morris situation. It's a stare down. They can't come up with a buyout in San Antonio, the Morris camp with the Spurs front office. So the Wolves can wait this thing out. Now you're only going to wait it out so long. Like there has to be some movement by March 1st if you want the player to be playoff eligible. So like if the Wolves are thinking, okay, we're adding Marcus Morris, we want him for the playoffs, which of course, right? Like you're not signing Marcus Morris just for the rest of the regular season. You want him on your roster for the playoffs. So something would have to budge here in the next week, like this time next week. The Spurs would have to make a move. Something would need to take place for Morris to hit the market for then Morris to be able to sign here, then become playoff eligible. But this 10-day deal, this gives the Wolves an opportunity just to wait that situation out. Marcus Morris is still their number one target. But, hey, at this point, no guarantees that a buyout agreement comes to fruition. Yeah, there he is. Darren Doogie Wilson. Reckless speculation Thursday. Two more notes, quickly. Speaking of Caleb Williams, the Caleb Williams from McAllister, Scored 51 in a game a few weeks ago. Just missed the Mayak single-game record. Devin George, the former NBA player at Augsburg many years ago, had 52 in a Mayak game. So mm. that's the record. So Caleb Williams and McAllister had 51 in a game a few weeks ago. Put 41 on the Gophers in an exhibition in November. He is now in the transfer portal, which has been out there. Where I can advance it is St. Thomas. There's a few schools, including Loyola Chicago as well. But St. Thomas locally is interested in the McAllister transfer guard, Caleb Williams. And I leave you with this. Congratulations to an avid listener of ours, Nate Walters, the former Milwaukee yeah, Buck Saint Cloud. from St. Cloud. Yeah. He is officially retired. I actually missed this a couple weeks ago. He's not on a roster this year. He now lives in the West Metro, so he lives here now in the Twin Cities, has a family. Awesome. But he score. is now officially retired. Heck of a run from St. Cloud Tech all the way mm-hmm. to now. Congratulations, to Nate Walters. Nate Walters. Love it, man. I see him on Twitter. Mm-hmm. For Great sure. guy. Yep. All right, dudes. Okay, boys. Enjoy Take it your easy. day, sir. Going to buy him a favor. See ya. We, we, will, we will speculate with you again next week. My God. Ugh. I want Doogie to have a smoke for me on the way All to right. the X. That, that, that's, that was a hell of a scoop session. Dude, this. Okay, the Niners thing. We got, we yeah. got like a couple minutes here because we got Thor's day a little bit later. We're going to we record. We talked about this a couple days ago. But you, if you start to. I know it sounds crazy because Brock Purdy led the NFL in all these categories, mm-hmm. but the the Cousins Shanahan, the what if factor, right? If you're Shan, think about it, if you're Shanahan and you you are on the record saying that Kirk Cousins is the perfect guy to run my system. Yep. John Lynch f- five years ago now said that Shanahan was in mourning when Kirk went to the Vikings because Shanahan thought they were going to get Kirk, and you just lost your second Super Bowl. You've got this monster roster. And I'm not saying that, like, Kirk is an upgrade over Purdy or that he is set to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. doesn't matter what we think. Judd, you nailed it. What does Kyle Shanahan think when his head hits the pillow and he's trying to figure out what is my next chess move with this team? Can we just, like, well, run it back with the same thing or is there another move? And he's the fact, a free agent. I know. And the fact that they were willing to bail on Trey Lance so quick is all – that you need to know about their willingness to make a move. Like, 
they bailed on a guy they traded up for to get at the third overall pick for what amounted or for what was the last pick of a draft, okay? Yeah. If you're willing to do that, you got some stones. It's, it's You got stones. It's wild. And if it happens, like the question we asked, I'm guessing that that's going to go over well on social media later today, the would you trade for Brock Purdy? But um, if the Niners make that move with Kirk, ideally they would keep Purdy and they would just have two top 10, top 12 quarterbacks, right? But they could also get a first round pick yeah, they for would, him. They would move off. They would get, they would move off. I, I would right? say move off as in like dump them. You could get a legitimate asset for, for Purdy. So they would, they would trade oh. Purdy. God, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, d- despite his, uh, his pleas with bring me the news, not to aggregate it. Doogie saying that the Vikings were sniffing around the Patriots third overall pick in mobile. That's not to draft a tight end. <laughs> Brock Bowers. Brock like, Bowers. <laughs> yeah. That's not to draft a tight end. Oh. I mean, that's that's not that's the not surprising. It's real, but it is. It speaks volumes to what they're doing probably behind the scenes. Yeah, man. At quarterback. It's a glorious, glorious time of year. I, I want to mention, too, before we say goodbye on this Reckless Speculation Thursday, uh, we are looking to raise money for the three first responders who were tragically and unnecessarily killed in the line of duty earlier this week. So we at Score North have set up a donation page at scorenorth.com slash donate. And the foundation is the Frontline Foundation, which supports families in these situations of um, of first responders that were killed in the line of duty. They've already organized $60,000 for the three families. So we're looking to just continue to any amount of money, $5, $50, $500, scorenorth.com slash donate. Thank you guys and happy reckless speculation Thursday.